Yo, what's up guys? We're back again. Uh, my name's Seba, and me and my friend Azusa are the co-hosts of the Business Kids podcast. Today, we have another episode of our series on Canadian business schools. So we're giving real info and honest reviews of the program from actual students. So today, we're going to talk about Sauter School of Business at UBC with Deep and Karen. I guess we can start by, first of all, introducing yourselves, what average you got in, with and around what time you received uh, your admission? Yeah, yeah. So here I can start. Um, I'm deep. Uh, I study uh, accounting as well as global supply chain uh, at UBC um, at SAR. Uh, the admission average, um, so I did IB, uh, which is like International Baccalaureate, which is like a, like a specific program that high school students take. Um, so I think generally amongst all my classes, I think I had like, um, um, like between a six and seven uh, average. Mm-hmm. Uh, which translates, if you want to translate into percentage, it's like, I think, um, between 92 and 96. I think something like that, like it's around that range. Um, I, I will note that starters, uh, they do get a lot of applicants just because, um, you know, they are like a pretty prominent business school in, on the West Coast. Right. Um, so a lot of people um, do have that. Their admission rate is, is you know, it's, it's competitive. I got in with basically the same average. Uh, I think I got in with the 92. Um, I was mostly actually in science courses because I thought I wanted to go into like, uh, I was taking like some AP courses, but I was in an IB because that wasn't offered at my school. So I had a mix of like APs and like regular courses. So I took like AP literature, AP physics, um, just like a couple of those things. And I'm a marketing major, but when you initially go into solder, um, you were all BCom, so we we have specializations, but you kind of come out with a BCom. So during the application process, it wouldn't matter what specialization you choose, like coming in from high school. So I also uh, just wanted to highlight that. Yeah, yeah, the, and the only caveat to that, I think, just to add a little bit, um, is Solder does offer a program uh, which I think is, is really cool. It's like a, it's called Bucks, uh, which is like business and science, and so a lot of uh, you know people from high school that want to sort of have the business knowledge, but also go into do, you know, the comp-sci space, uh, they take that on. Um, and so, you know, I think that's a pretty neat program that, that people do. And I think the admission average, I think for that is slightly higher um, than, than I think the BCom. Okay. Um, one of the big questions we got, and I think is on the minds of a lot of grade 12s applying to business schools, how math intensive is your program? Like if you're not good at math, are you going to struggle or no? Uh, I think it's a good question. Um, I think, um, predominantly, I, I don't think it was that math intensive. I think because, uh, you know, for, for solder students, you have to take a first year math course um, just so that, you know, you're getting your calculus out of the way. Um, but I think overall, you can choose whatever specialization you want to go into. So if you're doing something like accounting or finance, which is, you know, traditionally a little bit more math heavy, um, you don't have to. Um, so definitely there are specializations where, you know, uh, it's a little bit more theory based um, and so on. Uh, I think Karen can speak that, to that from her uh, marketing background. Yeah, I think uh, coming from a marketing background, I guess, um, I would say the first years, I don't know how it looks at other schools, but I believe we had to take, so we have to take calculus, you have to take I think we have four courses that would fall under like economics. Like one of them's like government and business, but it's really just an economics course. So you have to take four economics course. And then that kind of, you apply some of the pre-calc theory and like some of those courses. And then you have to take two accountings is like mandatory in your second year. And you also have to take finance and logistics. So you kind of have to do all the specializations in your first few years. So I would say 
if you decide not to go into more quant heavy specialization, you still have to go through all of those courses, whether you like it or not. And then afterwards, I can't speak for other specializations. I would say marketing's not too well, it depends on like what area you go into, because there's like data analytics, there's like the more data analytics side of marketing, where obviously, if you choose that, yeah. that's more quant heavy. So it's just kind of what you pick. Okay, so like, I guess you dip your toe in the water and all all different types of maths in the first two years, and then you decide whether or not you want to stick with it type of thing. Exactly. What year, what, what year are you guys in? Just so like, I guess for people to know as well. Yeah, so, so I'm in year five, um, okay. so I'm coming up for my graduation uh, in May. Mm -hmm. I'm the same as Zeeb. <laughs> okay, so like given your experience, uh, what's the difficulty of the program? Do you guys think that it's like, you know, it's very academically intensive or do you have like leeway to participate in other clubs or things like that? How many hours per week, if you can give a rough estimate, do you think that you put in? Yeah, I think, I think that's a really good question. Um, and I think that's a question that I had when I was going to university as well. Um, so in terms of like the hours that you're putting in, um, it is it is an intensive program, like, you know, like uh, getting a BCom anywhere, any any school is, is tough, right? Um, there is sort of this space where, you know, you go into first year and you don't necessarily have, you know, teachers teaching you and assisting you necessarily the same way uh, as, as uh, you're used to in high school. Um, so you do have to spend a little bit more time studying. Um, but I'd say that, you know, a lot of the, if you take, let's like, say, economic high school, right, um, a lot of those fundamental concepts, or even calculus in high school, a lot of those fundamental concepts show up in university again. Um, and so if you're familiar with those, um, you know, from high school, um, it's, it's fairly simple to, to follow along, especially in the first, in, in, in solder for first year. Uh, they do teach you a lot uh, of sort of good sort of business etiquette and, and business skills and stuff uh, that I think is, is useful. Uh, in terms of the actual hours, I'd say, you know, for, for each class, you're spending maybe like uh, an extra hour a day or an extra an hour and a half a day um, on top. So that gives you time to go into, you know, clubs or activities or organization events, which, you know, there are plenty uh, to participate in. Um, so, yeah, I think it, it is intensive, but not to the level where you can't participate externally. I would say it really depends. Like I, I would say because uh, like coming in from uh, school, because I didn't think I was going to go into business. So I genuinely didn't have very good uh, business foundations coming in. Like I didn't take, I took pre-calc, but I, in hindsight, I think I really wish I had taken calc because uh, it would have made my year so much easier. Um, I definitely feel for me, I don't know if it was an extra hour, Dean. Maybe I just, <laughs> I, I was like, I was dying in first year and second year. I was like, oh, this is like hard. I was doing, but then also I think partially why I spent so long on school is like, I also took on a lot of extracurriculars. Mm -hmm. So I like ended up, I think throughout my years, I did like case comps, uh, like intensive case comp programs. I did like, um, I co-chaired like a conference. So those things are the stuff that take up the most time I find. Like right. sometimes you would be like, those actually eat up more time than your academics I find. And then like, obviously if you're dedicating a lot of time to those things, like during your busiest seasons, I guess it could be up to like six to nine hours, but that wouldn't be like your entire year. Right. It would just be like, Hey, like before midterms, like right before conference or like I have like these events coming up that I need to host then you're putting in like six to nine hours, but mm -hmm. on top of like a school day, which like you, it might be like scattered throughout, but if you just do academics in your first two years, 
genuinely don't think it would be that difficult. I think it's just if you take on extracurriculars, uh, it will make your year harder for sure. But no regrets. I think that's the right thing to do. Like Sauter mm -hmm. does give good opportunities for you to get involved and people yeah. should. I think that's one of the things that uh, we forgot to mention for other episodes, but like, I feel like it applies to all universities. People in high school have to realize that clubs from high school and clubs from university are very, very different. Like you can be on like four clubs in high school and have like two or three exec positions. And it's just like, cool. Like, okay, you go to a meeting. But like being on a club in university is like, it's a pretty big commitment. <laughs> so it, it's not like just... It's pretty huge. Yeah. If you're listening to this in grade 12 and you're like, oh, Karen was on a club and she found it difficult like to balance the schoolwork, like well, I'm on two clubs. Like... It's it's a whole nother ball game, and I think that's a great point. Clubs in in university, you know, you're you're talking with so many new people, right? You're you're interacting with people that you've never worked with, people that are like a lot more heterogeneous than, than what you're used to in, in a high school in a typical high school setting. Um, so you know, you do get to ch the chance to sort of work with so many you know new faces and and so on, and, and you get to pick up those skills, which are very very important uh, when you go into you know internships and so on. Um, and, and, you know, this isn't to deter people from, from joining clubs. I think it's, it's a great, you know, great sort of entry point, uh, into, into making friends and so on. I think also adding to deep point as well, like definitely in high school, I think the big difference was like, I, I was in a bunch of clubs in high school as well. Like I was like president and like, uh, for like my student council and I did district student advisory council as well. So I had those going at the same time and they were nowhere as near as hard as um, the councils or like the club I had to lead during my time in university, mostly because I think you're working with bigger teams and you're working with bigger budgets. So then right. you have to think about how you actually want to spend your money and strategically like plan that throughout the year. And like for things like a conference, like you're bringing in like 200 people, yeah. like really large scale events. So I think it's just, there's a bit more pressure just due to like the scale of things. It takes a bit more time. Mm -hmm. Speaking on like, I guess the scale of things, I know that high schools offer co-op programs and obviously Sauter does as well, but to a larger scale. Um, so what are your thoughts on Sauter's co-op program? Maybe you've experienced it yourself. I haven't, I haven't taken a co-op um, in my five years there. Uh, predominantly, you know, um, that's just because I found more useful to find something that interested me more. Uh, but I think it's, it's a good program to have going on, especially for those that are out of province or out of, uh, like, uh, that are coming into, into school. Uh, there, it's, it's really helpful in, so essentially what they do is, you know, they'll pair you up with a mentor, they'll give you the right skills and, and sort of uh, attributes that you need to succeed um, and, and sort of get internships and get jobs, uh, you know, when you're in business school. Um, so I think it's a good program. Um, I think there's definitely scope for more improvement there. Uh, uh, overall, I'd say um, definitely look into co-op as, as an option if they're, you know, struggling to find a job elsewhere. Mm -hmm. I So... I, I think I have kind of similar opinion to Deep. I'm actually in the co-op program, um, but personally, I think that, I, I think there's a couple of different cases, right? Like I have a lot of friends like not in the co-op program that I've seen get great internships. So I definitely don't think it's necessary um, if you're looking for like specific internships. Um, I do think it's beneficial for international students as well. I heard from some friends that they're like, oh, like they kind of help you 
um, with like your visa and like stuff like that, or like any of the complexity with like the contracts there. Um, and I think starting out, they helped me out with a couple of situations where you have like, you have multiple offers and you're like, in first year, you're like, what do I do with these? Or like, you're like, oh, how do I say no? If there's something that I, I decide that I don't want to do, um, I think it can like walk you through that process. Um, but I definitely think also the UBC co-op is a little bit more, I would say the majority of the jobs, of course, is based on the West Coast, which makes a lot of sense because I mean, UBC is based on the West Coast. But um, for someone that was looking specifically in like uh, the CPG industry, which is like consumer packaged goods, which is predominantly based out of Toronto, I found a hard time finding those opportunities through co-op. And instead, I actually found a lot of my connections through programs like uh, MMP, which is like the brand management mentorship program at UBC. And they have mentors from like all these different CPGs that you basically like apply to get in. And it's like a boot camp style where they kind of train you to apply for these companies. And you build a lot of really great connections. Or like I have friends that went through PMF, um, which is like a portfolio management program uh it's like finance is for finance mm -hmm. students and all my friends that went through that program went into iBanking so I think co-op helps but I don't think it's the only option like there's so much flexibility you really could mm -hmm. pick anything right. and like figure something out for yourself I think it's kind of mm -hmm. my thoughts on it on that note um like talking about how your friends got into all these different programs or whatever I know that a lot of schools have their own reputation, like, you know, Queens and Western leans towards consulting and finance, Schulich towards accounting, and, you know, the same for every other school. Is there one big industry or a few main ones that UBC kind of leans towards the majority of students? Yeah, I think, I think it's a tough question because it really depends on who you ask, right? <laughs> um, so, for example, here on the, on the West Coast, uh, you know, our Sauter has some, you know, Good, good, really solid departments. I think one of them being accounting. Um, a lot of students that go through accounting here do end up at, you know, uh, big four or big four consulting or, who, who, you know, whatever. Um, so I think that accounting is, 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 is really strong here. Um, the other thing, you know, at least from my experience, uh, is global supply chain. I think that's a huge uh, program that's, you know, really, really taken on development in recent years. Um, you know, realizing the importance of supply chains and, you know, connecting those nodes between, uh, oh, like, you know, why are we not, propelling talent through business school uh, and why are we not, you know, hiring younger people to work uh, with us to find some solutions. Um, so I think supply chain is, is, is really huge. Um, and I think there's not a lot of schools that offer uh, specific sort of supply chain programs. Um, and so solder being a key one um, is, is definitely helpful. I would say I agree with deep. Like I think coming in for sure. I, I think accounting is the big one though, like for, solder like most people that go through accounting they end up at like a big four firm they like do their cpa like that seems the most common i would say in terms of like um areas such as marketing you really to be honest you really have to like work really hard to build your network correctly because while we have a lot of opportunities in vancouver for like digital marketing or like within the agency space i just think because so many large companies they're headquartered out of toronto um, which is where marketing offices would also be based out of, you don't get to build the networks in the same way, or you really have to work like very, very hard to secure the right connections in order to work out of these big companies. So I would say like accounting probably 
like from my impression and also on top of uh deep's uh supply chain program the bucks program seems really good i've seen a lot of really great comm sci and business students go work places like one of our good friends uh works at like amazon now we have people that i know work in like, like firefox like other places out in new york so mm -hmm. i think the comm sci and business program is also really good so yeah yeah that's, that's kind of cool <laughs> It's not that other specializations like finance or, uh, you know, operations, for example, it's not that they're bad uh, by any means, but like they're perfectly, you know, they're, they're good specializations. A lot of good talent comes out of it. Like Karen mentioned earlier, like the portfolio management fund, that's one of the top sort of funds that, you know, is student controlled. Um, and, you know, they're managing millions of dollars of money, you know, so that's important. Um, so it's not to say that they, these are bad sort of uh, options. It's just certain options are a little bit more sort of favored uh, when it comes to, you know, um, UBC, their teaching style, as well as um, their sort of general sort of location <laughs> in Canada, uh, because accounting firms are huge in Vancouver, uh, whereas, you know, Toronto is a little bit more sort of finance dependent. You know, you have your marketing industry there, you have your CPG, so you have a lot more industry uh, focus. Uh, so I think, it, it, you know, geography does play a huge, huge role in that too. I guess now that we've talked about, we touched upon like, academics and uh, the industries and things like that that people go into uh, more diving deep into like the culture of the school itself, uh, given your experience, how has like the social aspect of uh, solder been in terms of like, you know, uh, socializing as well as like parties and things like that for people to know as well. Yeah. I think sort of social aspect um, at solder, I think it's great. Um, you know um, I was part of a, I was part of a team that organized um uh, like almost like a fresh event like so for first years that are come into solder uh, and you know you get a lot of experience you get to meet a lot of people um, and you know socially I think you know you get to exposed to so many so much more than you've ever sort of imagined in high school right like you right. You, you just kind of learned there's a huge different world out there people doing different sorts of jobs people you know um, and and people that you never meet um, on the street um, and, you know, you also kind of realize, um, you know, with the, with the incredible sort of, uh, network that Sauter alumni have, um, you get to, you know, really reach out to people that, you know, you're interested in, for example, um, you know, you could be like, um, like, for example, you know, I remember, you know, when I was talking to Karen a little bit earlier, uh, she helped connect me to someone that I was speaking to, uh, regarding, you know, a, 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 a company. Uh, and so, you know, you have these connections that really form and, and really develop and it's really strong at, at Sauter. Um, I think socially, you know, in terms of when you first come in, uh, there's going to be a lot of events you're going to go to, a lot of, um, you know, uh, parties, galas, and so on. Uh, you know, you're really going to just, you know, have your world sort of blown to pieces as to what you're what you're used to. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think, you know, if you're if you're someone that is a little bit outgoing, you know, likes to be in the company of other people, I think you'll thrive uh, easily. Yeah, I would say definitely. Uh, I would know one thing, though, because I, I know like when you talk about like parties or socialization, like I would say I approach like party and socialization as kind of separate. Like if you talk about like the socialization aspect, I honestly think Sauter is really fantastic for that. Like it's you kind of are based out of one building for your first two years. So you'll really get to know pretty much everyone in your year. Like I used to be able to walk around the building and I'd be like, oh, hey, hey, hey. Like you would just like talk to everyone and you literally could sit down anywhere and just talk, start talking to people and they'll they'll be super nice. Like everyone's super easygoing. Like people are more than happy to chat. Like I think the socialization aspect is really big and 
people are very easygoing about that. And I think that's something I like about business in general, because I notice in other faculties, because it's so big and you have to go through different classes and all that. You don't really get the opportunity to talk to people within your classes or actually like really get to know people. Right. Um, so I would say that's really big. And like, obviously if you join like clubs, um, you choose to like get involved then you can build upon that even more. Um, but on the party aspect, I would say, I would note that. Okay. So I would note that Sauter <laughs> is a commuter school. Like there are, places to live on campus and there's a lot of international students that choose to live on campus or people in their like first two years like mm-hmm. I lived on campus or like near campus during my second year and mm-hmm. that will affect kind of your like your party life I guess <laughs> like during that period of time like you can choose to be more involved in like like we have events such as like points uh, which are like these nightly like they're they happen at like in the evening and they're like drinking events like in the building basically and then you'll like take a party bus afterwards to like go downtown and like everybody uh does that um and we have like other events as well but like is kind of like it depends on you I think it's, right. it's not like a party school like I don't think I look at UBC I'm like wow we're a party school like we're definitely <laughs> not a party school but like if you like UBC does I think we have the biggest Greeks don't quote me on this actually I'm not sure maybe we should google this but we do have a pretty large Greek system um, as well. So like people that like do enjoy like the Greek life or something, they can choose to be involved with that if that's something you want to do, basically. So it's, it's just, if you want to party, you can choose to party. Uh, but is, is it a party school? Mm-hmm. No, I would not say UBC is a party school. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, I guess. A lot of people probably just like right, cross it off. <laughs> Check that off now. Across yeah, it like, off. No party. <laughs> no party. Nah, nah, nah. No, but I mean, you know, you do gotta add though. If you if you're looking for a party, there yeah. you will find one. Yeah, you know? yeah, like, absolutely. You, you, you gotta be the person to to go for it. Um, I know, you know, first second year, you know, you're you're young and you're kind of you know exploring the field and um, <laughs> you know you you do sort of come across a, a party or two, so. All right. um, there's definitely there's definitely a party to be had if you're, if you're looking for one so it, it is slightly different but that's not to mention you know like we do also have st patrick's day like we also do celebrate you know all we also have you know street parties and all that so okay um on that line one question that we got a lot is like how safe is the campus how's the safety there yeah i think i think that's a that's a really good question um Campus, so I think UBC, I think they have like the largest campus in Canada. I think they do. Don't, again, don't quote me on that, but I think they have the largest campus. check all this afterwards. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, yeah. I think they have the largest campus uh, in Canada uh, or the second largest, something like that. But, um, you know, with the size of the campus and its location, it's basically an isolated point in the west um, sort of end of Vancouver. Um, And with this isolation point, you have, it's predominantly just sort of UBC students that are going to be on campus most of the times. Um, so that's, you know, kind of a relief, um, you know, you're, you're with people that, you know, or people that are like you, which is, which is good. They also have like this really good system where, um, you know, they have these like huge sort of loopholes set up all throughout campus. And it's essentially just like an emergency button. So if you're at any point in the campus and anywhere, right, you just go and you just press it. And if you feel unsafe, somebody will speak to you and there's cameras all around campus. So, you know, it's, it, 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 like safety at UBC is like, it's like a, it's a really big deal. It took, take it very serious, sort of seriously. They also have, you know, a lot of good services. Like I lived on campus, I think for first three years, first four years. 
Um, and they have a good system where like, say if you're studying weight, right? And you're in at a library or something. Um, what you can do is call up uh, these people, I think it's uh, WalkSafe or something like that. I don't yeah, know if I remember. Walk. Safe walk, yeah, safe walk. Yeah. You can call the people and they can either drive you or walk you to your residence after you're done studying at night. And this is like, you know, 1 a.m. if you're pulling out Outlander or something or 2 a.m. Right? And they walk you to, the, uh, to your residence to make you sh make sure you're safe and, and all that, right? Um, and so um, I think safety is, is really big. Um, that's one thing that I think we're, we're very strong with. Mm -hmm. I would say, yeah, I feel the same way. Like it, overall, like I've, I, in second year, I used to study like all the time. So I would like go to class at like 9am. I go back at like the last bus, which was like 1208 or something to like where I live, like kind of off campus. And I've never felt any issues with like, uh, feeling like unsafe on campus. But at the same time, it is really big. Like UBC is really <laughs> big. And then it is right by like a forest that goes down to beach. So then if you're obviously, if you're walking in the more forested areas, uh, I probably wouldn't recommend that at night. There should be no reason, like there's no <laughs> buildings right by it. So I don't see why you would be going through that area. But um, those areas, like obviously if you're like uh, coming back from something, it, it could feel a little bit shady. But if you're throughout like the main areas of campus, I would say it's pretty safe. Like I, I at least haven't had a run in uh, or I don't know of like any of my friends that had any issues with that. Um, but it helps to have things like safe walk and like the blue lights as well. Like I've used safe walk before they'll like drive you like <laughs> to where you need to go. So it, it's definitely good to have. And also to mention, this is all free, right? Like, yeah. this is like, okay. you know, so, um, yeah. I guess it's like the parties, like if you want a party, you can find one, like, find one but if you want danger you can also find it in like the forest and things like that i'm guessing yeah, um you're actively searching danger yeah <laughs> yeah you know if you want to do that then you can you know <laughs> you, you know you'd be surprised though there's uh because as Karen mentioned there's a beach right uh, on campus right so right. literally as you walk out of class you could be at a beach um so you'd be <laughs> and and you know i don't know if maybe your viewers or, or listeners want to hear this or not but it is a nude beach so it's, it's like oh, um so people are like, <laughs> yeah <laughs> so it, you know it's a public beach but um so so accounting at 9 a.m and then just you know <laughs> drop trousers afterwards you know yep yep exactly, exactly. <laughs> so something to keep in mind you know if you're considering ubc <laughs> <laughs> I think it's actually interesting because like during the summers there too, it's like people all head out down to the beach together and there's like, you'll see like different circles of people and like, we'll, we'll have friends with there with like your guitar and stuff. And it's just like groups of people hanging out and you can literally just walk up to like any of them and just start chatting. Cause you're like, yo, we're all just like hanging out on the beach, you know? So it's like, I would say UBC is like really laid back in that sense. Like you could just like, talk to people and most of the time people are like pretty welcoming so yeah that's so that sick, sounds man. awesome <laughs> like yeah. just, that sounds awesome <laughs> okay yeah but not to not to perpetrate the you know the stereotype that all west coast people are hippies like we're not right like we um we do study and we do work hard but you know, definitely very very laid back culture um uh, you know, there's there's a lot of activities happening all around campus all the time. You know, you can join a bunch of like intramural leagues. Um, you know, you can join varsity teams. You know, you can play rugby. I played rugby when I was at UBC. Um, you can do a bunch of things, right? Like there's there's you know, you can if you're looking for something, it, it's there. Like trust me, it's there. Or you can create it, right? Like there's always right. in, you can if you if, you, if there's something for you, you can always create it. 
Um, so yeah, um, I think I think in that sense, Canvas is is really, is really nice. I guess this is more a bit of a more of a somber note now that we've talked about beaches and things like that. But obviously, right now we can't really go to those because of COVID, right? Um, so now that we've been, I, I think, like a year and a little bit more during this pandemic, how do you think that the university, I guess, has adapted to COVID? Do you think it was like a smooth transition, or there was like a lot of trial and error type of thing? How do you feel about it? Yeah, I think I think from my perspective, I was at school last, uh, well, I think around this time last year, right? Um, and that's initially, you know, when we heard like the COVID news come out and then all that. Um, I think the the initial reaction by the university was a little bit late, uh, in my opinion. I think, mm-hmm. you know, uh, classes should have been going online a little bit faster than they were. Uh, I think there was like, I know I was comparing with, you know, my peers in U of T or at Queens or whatever. And their classes went online like almost, you know, two, three weeks mm-hmm. before we did, right? Mm-hmm. And at one point, you know, Vancouver had a lot, or, you know, the BC had a lot of cases. Uh, and at one point, they were higher than Ontario's too. So, you know, and we were just wondering, we're like, why are we not online? And, you know, it, it, was, at a, it was at a pretty crucial time in our, in our studies too. It was like, you know, you're just ending up your, you're ending off your semester and you're going to finals, right? Yeah. Uh, and it was like those last, you know, three to four weeks uh, and I'm like, why are we, you know, we're a little slow in, in developing it. But I think over time, um, I think now, uh, you know, I can go to campus and, you know, our campuses are, are open, like classes aren't going on, but, you know, their stores are open, um, like the bookstore and all that, you know, you can go into studying places, the residence halls are open, uh, are open, sorry. Um, so I think now they've, they've definitely adopted uh, a good sort of rhythm uh, and they're in it. Um, and, you know, online learning for us uh, has gotten better since what I at least what I remember uh, it to be um, so yeah I think now they're in good rhythm uh, yeah. but initially I think they were a little bit late mm-hmm. to, to adopting yeah I would say I heard it was late to adopting too I actually wasn't in school I was way on a co-op term but I would say even for the co-op like for a lot of us in Toronto as well like where I thought they should have sent out a response a little bit earlier than they did because there were especially with a lot of the younger students whereas like this is their first time in Toronto and then like COVID hits. And then I just thought the response there was a little bit slower than it should have been. I would say it was a little bit delayed, especially when I was looking at all my East coast friends and they're like, we're already online. I was like, Oh my gosh. Okay. (laughs) Like we're not. So yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. One can only imagine like the campus being open here. Like, I mean, the York campus is just like full clothes. Like I think I drove by there once and I just like, you know, kind of like stared out the window type of thing. I haven't Nothing been else. to Yeah, I haven't been to campus since like uh March. Which is fuck. That that March. Yeah. Um <laughs> Okay. On a on a note to kinda wrap it up, if you had to sum up your whole experience, what would be your favorite thing and your least favorite thing about the program? Okay, I think favorite thing okay i'll say two things first is the community right the community that i found uh the friends that i have um and the connections that i've made um over my time there i think that's huge for me um and you know i'm i'm saying that honestly like i don't not like you know i'm not getting paid by the university <laughs> right so uh and the second thing um that i that i really liked my I enjoyed was was the experience that I've gained and, and the internships I've had and the studies that I did um, because I, I truly found that a lot of the courses I took were useful in what I'm doing now right. um, you know whether it's a supply chain or whether it's accounting or, or whatever um, so I think the experience in the community are two 
you know, really good things. In terms of uh, negative attributes, uh, <laughs> uh, um, let me think. Uh, how about what, what, when I come back to that? <laughs> I, I'm trying to think of the negative one too. I like I can't These think of it off paid. the top of my head. These either. guys are paid. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say my positives are pretty similar to deep. Like I, I think the community aspect, like uh, my biggest like uh, joy from going through solder definitely was doing all the clubs, like being involved for like co-chairing like UBC imprint or like joining the academic team for JDC and like coaching for that afterwards. Like that was something I really, really enjoyed. And even though at the time it, there were moments where I was like, this is so painful, but like in hindsight, like the people I got to meet, um, and the networks I got to build through my time in school, I think that was really big for me. Um, I think that was a huge plus. And I think kind of going off the, I feel like I learned a lot in school, but I feel like I almost learned more from those experiences. Like, I think I learned the most about critical thinking through like doing like case competitions or like learn the most about leadership through actually leading a team or like doing different initiatives on my internship. I think for me, it was like the hands-on learning part that like I enjoyed the most. Um, so yeah, kind of same thing, community and also like the knowledge I kind of got to gain over the years. For the mm. negative. <laughs> the beach was nude. That's all that she has to say about it. Really? <laughs> <laughs> okay, this one's like a smaller one. Uh, but to kick us off, I would say like, okay, I don't think this will apply to everyone. Like, obviously, if you're moving out of province, this probably won't apply to you. But as a person that lived in Vancouver, like I lived in Burnaby, which is like a little bit further out, my commute would be like an hour and a half one way. So then three hours of my day for like all of first year was mm -hmm. commuting. And mm -hmm. that was really exhausting. Like in hindsight, like, because you would have class every day and you would right. be commuting every day. So that was like, I definitely did not enjoy that. Um, but I can't think of anything else right now. I don't know. Deep, we're going to get back yeah. to you. <laughs> I think uh, like one negative that I can think of, um, and it goes back to you know, a discussion we were having a little bit earlier, um, is it has to do with, uh, with sort of UBC is geography um, and as to where it is um, in, in the West Coast, right? Um, people from, from the East Coast, you know, people from Toronto and, and, and Montreal and so on, they don't understand uh, when when people come from the West Coast to East, they don't sort of understand that transition. Um, and in the sense that for us, um, it's not that, you know, jobs are difficult to find, like, you know, Karen and I both have had like some really good co-ops and, and sort of opportunities, but it's not that they're difficult to find, it's just the, there's there's almost like a selective bias. Right. There's almost like when companies are recruiting, um, they're generally going to be recruiting from schools that they're more familiar with. And for companies on the East Coast, they're more familiar with schools that are on the East Coast. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of, you know, makes sense. So I think the geography, as, as nice as Vancouver is, as nice as, you know, the UBC campus is, that kind of plays at one of its negatives is I feel that, you know, personally, the opportunities that we have at Solder aren't like as fully fledged as some of the schools that um, are on the East Coast, you know, and I'm talking specifically about like say finance um, or I'm talking about like consulting, you know, like so some of these um, very, very specific fields, like even iBanking, right? Uh, some of these very specific fields that people want to go into eventually, um, those opportunities are a little bit less than our kind of mm -hmm. counterparts in, you know, um, in Toronto or in Montreal and so on. Um, yeah. That's I... sort of negative I'd have. 
I'm on the same page as I think Deep actually brought up a really good point. Like I, I think even I think if you go to solder and you choose to work on the East Coast, your networking, like the amount of work you have to do in building your network, I think has to be more than someone would put in on the East Coast because you guys have a lot of events or like companies right. coming in where they're like, hey, like we, we're looking for like marketers or we're looking for like people like analysts or something like that. A lot of the marketers that I know that went into brand, um, similar to me, we all went to like QMAC, like we flew out for QMAC, like Queens Marketing Conference. Like we really hard with like a lot of our mentors through BM BMMP and like, like you really have to be willing to put yourself out there and you have to be willing to network very hard. Like I think at one point I was networking, like, like I could go up to like five times a week if, if it's like, I'm really trying to get what I want. It's like, but you have to go extent if you want to land what someone on the East coast would land. Do, Cause like... you don't have the same rep, like you don't have the same yeah. school backing and you also geographically are just somewhere else. So so that's gotta, a big one. You gotta really want it. In order you gotta to, really want it. Yeah, yes. for sure. All right. I feel like that's a good um piece of advice for like people who get into UBC as well. That like, you know, gotta have that like drive, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess to just wrap it up now, um, hypothetically say you're going to first year again. You bump into yourself like in first year, like as a as a four to fifth year, and you know, they're asking for advice, like what is one piece of advice that you would give to yourself going into first year again? Uh, I think for me, um, and I was actually thinking about it this yet the other day, is uh, to focus on the bigger picture. Uh, you know, and it, as cliche as that sounds, right? Mm -hmm. um, when I was in first year, I would focus on like assignments that were worth like one percent or two percent of my grade, <laughs> or like one or like even like 05 percent of a grade, right? And I would spend like hours and hours working on this assignment, right? And, and like, I'm thinking about it now, you know, fifth year, I'm about to graduate and, you know, have a little job and everything, you know, so it's sort of lined up. And I'm thinking about it and it's like, what was, you know, that 0.5% of a grade, what would that have totally have done if I, you know, and could I have used my time elsewhere? Could I have mm -hmm. done more networking? Could I have, you know, flown out to Toronto to do something else, you know, uh, or even taken a break, right? Yeah. Um, that, that's, that's really important for university students is to, is to take a break too. Um, so, you know, that's, that's one thing is to always look at the big picture where you want to actually end up, what your goals are in life, um, and how, you know, what you can do to achieve them. Cause like, I can assure you as, as a first year, um, that 0.5% is not going to get you <laughs> to that goal, you know, like that's, that's not it. Um, you know, in high school, we're, we're very, uh, you know, focused on tests and, and all that, which is true in university as well. You know, your midterms, your exams and everything is, is huge. Um, but I think, you know sort of move your mentality from you know i'm just going to go to university and that'll be the end all to what do i want to do with my life you know you're the, the, the stage is a lot grander i think right um and so just focus on the, the bigger picture i think mine would probably be like also kind of like two two points where it's um play to your strengths and i would say also find a sense of balance so that everything is sustainable in the long run so I ended up going into business and I think a lot of the courses, like when I was first starting out, I was like, oh, like, I don't think I'm like as good as I was in high school because it was just like a different level, you know, like right. everything's like so much harder. And then I was like, I think though, like early on, and I think this kind of worked out, but I was like, oh, I'm not as good as like, like the time I could spend like one hour studying, but then I could also spend one hour networking. 
So, and I found that for me, networking really served a greater purpose where I was learning about the industry. I was talking to the right people. I was like building kind of my net and I was kind of like also building my understanding of like business as a whole. So I saw more value in that. And that's where I chose to end up putting a lot more of my time. But for a long time too, in first year, I was stressing out because I was like, oh, like maybe I'm not like, oh, maybe I'm not cut out for this because I'm not doing well in like uh, the, the academic areas, like especially when I was starting out. But then I think later on, I was like, oh, actually like in hindsight, I was like, I'm glad I focused on my strengths, which was like talking to people. So mm -hmm. I think just like, play to what you're good at. And I think, because that'll just be the rest of your life. You just like focus on your good at and hopefully like you can cover the things you're like not as good at. All right. That's some like good advice altogether. Like I feel like just for like any school, it's like I can take that advice and use it for myself as well as a second year. And um, on that note, uh, I would like to thank both of you guys for being a part of the podcast and, you know, sharing your experiences as, as UBC students. Thank you for having us. Yeah. Thanks for having us. <laughs> Thank you guys for coming on and giving your takes on the program. Um, for the listeners, this is part of our seven episode series about Canadian business programs. So if you guys want to learn more about some other schools, maybe you're making a decision for where to go for university, be sure to check those out for more info and more takes on the programs. And if you're interested in learning more about the world of business, maybe getting some life advice or just career advice or just checking out uh, and listening to stories from really cool people, check out our podcast. Uh, we're on Instagram and Spotify and everywhere else, wherever you get your podcast, at the Business Kids Podcast. Uh, thank you and uh, have a good day.